Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Matthew 26, verses 20 to 30. This is Jesus celebrating the Passover with his disciples. When evening had come, he sat down with the twelve. Now as they were eating, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and each one of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? He answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in this dish will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes just as is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? Jesus said to him, You have said it. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day that I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This evening's message is the last Passover. No doubt we are all at least somewhat familiar with the Passover feast, the Passover festival. Each family, each Jewish family in Israel picks out a spotless lamb and takes it to the priest to be slaughtered as a sacrifice for their sins. And then they take it home and they roast it. And this is done in remembrance of the nation's deliverance from Egypt. Jesus and his disciples were celebrating the last Passover that night almost 2,000 years ago. And I want to take you back to the scene so we can understand and feel what it was the disciples were feeling that night. Whenever you're preparing for a party or for a feast, as many of you may have an Easter dinner, it takes some work. It takes some preparation. It takes some planning. Coming up with a menu, going out and buying it, and preparing it. It takes time. Well, the same occurred many years ago for their dinners as well. And there were many preparations to be made for this feast because the traditions called for certain rituals to perform. So earlier on in the day, Jesus told Peter and John to go and prepare the upper room where they would celebrate the Passover feast. No doubt he told other disciples to go and do other things to prepare for the meal. The lamb needed taken to the priest to be slaughtered. The unleavened bread needed to be prepared. They also needed wine and they needed bitter herbs for the feast. 
So during that day, the disciples went about their business. And no doubt, it was a very solemn, very reverent attitude that they had that day. And they probably didn't see each other much. Maybe they were together with another person, like Peter and John went to prepare the upper room. Maybe each one had a partner and had certain tasks assigned to them. But later on, they gather together at the apportioned time in the upper room that we're so familiar with. And as they gather, Jesus continues to talk to them and to teach each of his disciples that night. And when it's finally time to eat, time for the feast, they all gather around the table, not like in the painting of the Last Supper. They all gathered around the table, which was probably a low-to-the-ground table, uh, what we might consider like a coffee table, where you kind of recline back at it. And the feast begins. And as I said with most traditions, there's a certain way that they had this feast. There's a certain way the Jewish people celebrated this meal. To start the meal, a cup of wine was passed to each person. And everyone took a sip from it. Then there was a ceremonial washing that took place to signify the need for their moral and their spiritual cleansing. And it's at this point in the evening that there was some discussion going on and the disciples actually started to figure out, or at least attempt to figure out, which one of them was the greatest. But Jesus acts in true humility. As they're trying to figure out and argue back and forth which one of us is the greatest, Jesus strips down to his undergarments and prepares to wash their feet. He prepares and he washes the disciples' feet. What an act of true humility. After the washing is over, the meal continues and they eat the bitter herbs. The bitter herbs would be some parsley, some endive, some other leafy greens like that. So, so far, this is no feast that we're going to be having here on Sunday. Most of us will probably have some ham or, and some really good food. But their feast was traditions. The herbs were bitter to represent the harshness of Israel's bondage in Egypt. And it was eaten with the bread. And the bread was dipped in a kind of like a relish, but it was more like a chutney, if you're familiar with that. And it was dipped in there. And that chutney was made of pomegranates, apples, dates, figs, raisins, and vinegar. Sounds a little more appetizing, but the chutney was actually ground up into a consistency of like mortar mix because it represented the Israelites' slavery in Egypt. That is what they had to do when they were in Egypt. They needed to make bricks. 
So as each of these items are passed around the table, the head of the house would tell the stories, tell the traditions, tell the meanings behind why they're doing what they're doing. And in this case, Jesus would have been the head of the household. So after they eat the greens, they eat the bread with the chutney, then they pass a cup of wine again, and they sing and praise God for saving them, for getting them out of bondage in Egypt. Then they bring out the roasted lamb, and they feast on that, and they would have some more bread and any of the other stuff that was still there. And it was at this point while they were eating the roasted lamb, that Jesus spoke and said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. Each of the disciples were sorrowful and asked each other and asked the Lord, Lord, is it I? Jesus knew who it was. And he took some bread, he dipped it in the chutney and handed it to Judas. And right after Judas took the bread, Satan entered him. Jesus told Judas to go and do his deed quickly. And then Judas left. And from that point on, the Passover feast now becomes the new covenant, what we call the Lord's Supper. So Jesus took some bread gave thanks to God for it. He broke it and distributed it to his disciples saying, Take and eat. This is my body. No doubt when the disciples heard that, they were startled. They knew something was up. They just heard a strange conversation. Jesus said someone is going to betray him. And Judas leaves. And now, Jesus, the head of the household, so to speak, breaks from the Passover tradition and does something new. He does something different. He does something out of their comfort zone. No doubt the disciples were thinking to themselves, what did he say? This is my body? What's he talking about? And thinking back to the previous three years of ministry, no doubt they think, wait a second. Didn't Jesus say something at one point in time that that he is the bread of life? Now they know for sure something is happening and something big is going on. After they take the bread and eat, Jesus takes the cup of wine and again he gives thanks to God and says, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. If the disciples weren't startled before, they surely were now. They were stunned, in fact, no doubt. Because nothing was more repulsive and disgusting to the Jewish people than blood. 
and especially drinking it. But again, the disciples think back to their three years with the Lord and and they think about all the times that He spoke of His death and they knew that Jesus could not have been talking about literal blood drinking. Rather, they realized He was talking about the kind of death that He would have. And as they were about to find out a few days later, and uh, as we know, it was a violent bloodshedding that resulted in the death of Christ. But it was a death that would mean eternal life for us. So as the last Passover now draws to a close, the disciples realize this is it. Our Messiah is truly here. And a new ordinance was established for the church. The disciples and Jesus sing a final hymn and the meal was complete. And as we celebrate the Lord's Supper tonight, let us also remember the sacrifice that Christ made for us. And let us remember, like the Israelites, what the sacrifice means for us. Christ removed the power of sin over us. And He also took on the penalty of sin for us on the cross. And one day He will take us to be with Him. And He will remove us from the presence of sin. That is what the body and blood of Christ means. Let us remember that this evening.